So what do you do when the city that you live in is under siege by a domestic terrorist organisation which is supported by the major political party in charge? Do you stay or do you go? I've heard good arguments for both staying and leaving, but I know which one I would do. Portland jury finds Antifa militants not liable in Andy No Attack. Defence attorney declares, I am Antifa. So this comes from the post-millennial and Andy No works for the post-millennial. So what happened was a few years ago, uh, Andy No, uh, who is a reporter and basically he mainly follows the actions of Antifa and what they get up to. And he was brutally attacked one time uh, back in 2019, which you'll see here. I mean, you get the picture, and I don't think Andy wants to continually relive what was going on there. So basically, they beat him. Uh, he got like a brain bleed, uh, some other fractures as well. Uh, it was pretty harrowing. So he finally got his day in court. And the defense attorney for those two who were, uh, uh, in ch- uh, who were accused, this specimen and this specimen, um, said, I am Antifa, which is bizarre. Defendants Hacker and Richter, who allegedly work as Antifa's doxers, which after identifying no has led to a series of physical beatings on May 28th, 2021, were found by the jury on Tuesday not liable for all these claims. Evidence provided during the trial, along with testimony given by both defendants, asserts no's claims in the complaint. During closing statements, defence lawyer Michelle Burrows told the juror that not only does she self-identify as both a progressive and an anti-fascist, she strongly declared, I am Antifa, and insisted upon making herself an I am Antifa t-shirt, which she said she would wear after the trial. Despite Antifa's significant recorded history of violence, she told the jury that Antifa's unfavorable reputation is untrue and depicted the organization uh, depicted the organized militant group as activists fighting for social justice and civil rights. In defense of Antifa, Burrow says, resistance in this country has never been peaceful. However, she argued before the jurors, Miss Burrows admitted that the black-clad people that had physically beaten No were, in fact, terrorists. The defense attorney went on to say that journalist Andy No has dirty hands. She indicated that No is a doxer, as well because he upholds publicly available mugshots of Antifa-affiliated individuals that have committed crimes on his Twitter account, which has over 1 million followers. In addition, the defense lawyer said that since the US has an unregulated internet, No needs to take responsibility for the words he says on the internet and added that his conduct has uh, not been pristine. She also attacked No's credibility as a journalist, despite providing the jury with no evidence of the allegations that would have discredited him other than saying he is a liar that provides half-truths. Furthermore, Burroughs claimed that No's reporting had created a rage machine that has generated so much revenue for Mr. No. 
Before closing statements, John Sinapalasi uh, informed the court that the trial jurors have raised concerns about being doxxed and claim that people have been trying to find out their identities. The judge then enacted even stricter safety measures than what had already been ordered for the trial. After announcing her retirement and that this would be her last trial, Burroughs told the journalist that she will... Okay, so this is the important thing. After announcing her retirement and that this would be her last trial, Burroughs told the jurors that she will remember each one of their faces. Is that not juror intimidation? Like, I don't care that she's retiring. How is that lady still allowed to have any form of job? I find that disgusting. Sorry about the lighting, by the way. Uh, I forgot to fix a light. <laughs> My bad. I'll get it fixed next time. So during the trial as well, uh, Katie Davis Court was reporting and a whole bunch of shenanigans went on inside the court. So what you're seeing there um, is one of the main Antifa disruptors in the courtroom who was escorted out of the courthouse by five sheriffs. Uh, Antifa member Haley Nolan uh, has a history of disrupt, uh, disruptions in Portland. Uh, she would lie about no supporters to get them kicked out of the trial. So she's causing all kind of uh, havoc there. But not only that, Miss Davin's court uh, had her car basically destroyed. So after I left the courthouse where I was reporting on Mr. Andy No's trial against Antifa, I found that my car was broken into by my hotel. The windows were busted out, items were stolen, and personal identification documents were taken. And she's upset. So look, look what they did to her car. Anyway, I just want to bring this back to what that, what that defense attorney said there. We will remember each one of their faces. So you've got a lawyer for a domestic terrorist organization in the United States participating in jury intimidation. How could anyone who lives in Portland expect to get a fair trial when defense attorneys for this domestic terrorist organization is basically telling them, hey, if you rule against my clients, uh, I will let them know where you are and things will happen to you. You've just watched the video of us beating the crap out of Andy No. How is this possibly allowed to continue? Like, I don't know what the rule is here, but surely the, uh, but the judge is in on this sort of gear as well. But Andy should, should uh, go for a mistrial of something. I don't know what his avenues are here. But I find it, I find it incredible that a defense attorney would be allowed to say those sorts of things. And no wonder the jury found uh, those uh, defendants not liable or whatever, whatever it is the, the legal jargon is. Forgive me, but I can't remember right now. And I'm not going back to uh, try and find it again. 
But this raises the big question. What do you what do you do if you live in this city of Portland? Now I already know that a lot of people have fled. But this has to be one of those moments where you think to yourself, I can't stay here. Because if I'm walking down the street and this domestic terrorist organization decides that I'm their target for that moment and if I defend myself in any way and if I go to court, I'm not going to win. Or if I'm just your regular Joe citizen and I get called up for jury duty and it happens to be an Antifa case, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what happens if I, if, if, if I rule against them because all the evidence points to them being guilty? Well, they're going to go after me. They're going to go after my family. They're going to go after the people that I love. And, and the arguments are interesting because I understand that if you flee, some people might say that you're cowards and you're leaving the city to get worse and to crumble. But how do you fight against this? Because they just keep voting it back in over and over and over again. Antifa controls Portland. But what if you can't move? What do you do? Do you still find a way to flee? And I've heard arguments as well that there are people who have been together with, uh, with, a, with another person and they've got children but they're now separated and uh, that one partner doesn't want to leave but the other partner does because they see how bad it's going to get. Should you just leave and leave your children to live under this tyranny? Or do you stay to protect them? I don't know. I find it hard to, to figure out. And I just want people in Australia to, uh, to recognise something. Do not for a second think that this won't ever happen here because I guarantee you Leftist politicians in this country, especially the Green Party, are taking note of what's happening over in places like Portland. And they're sort of, they're learning from it. They're learning how to keep their power. And you best believe that it's going to happen here. It only takes a couple of years before this sort of stuff trickles down to us. That is why I'm so focused more so on the political climate over in the United States because I know eventually it comes home. What would you do? Would you stay or would you go? I'd love to know. All right, mate, thanks very much for checking out the channel and this episode. Follow me on X just by searching at the Brian Madigan. All these episodes go up primarily there first and foremost. If you don't have time to watch, you can only have time to listen. Uh, they're available on podcast podcast platforms apple and spotify just search at the brian madigan and if you want to have a chat just uh find me on any of those leave a like leave a comment make sure you do follow all right are we done yeah we're done 